Hey everybody, welcome back. Okay. <laughs> All right, we are back. What's poppin' slime? Okay, let me introduce myself in case you forgot. I'm your host, Maxine, and you are listening to God Built This Podcast. We are on episode 24. All right, I got a lot to say. <laughs> First off, happy new year. It is 2019. We made it another year, another year of God's favor, another year to just go forward with our dreams, our aspirations, or whatever, you know, makes us happy. And so we could further walk in the purpose that God has for us. Um, well, you know, enough of that inspirational talk. <laughs> um, I just want to talk about just my growth so far i have grown so much the past four months than i have in in a while okay and i just want to say thank you god honestly thank you god when i look back and i had this revelation um like right before the new year because usually that's the time when we you know think about our, our life, you know, we reflect, become this Yoda, whatever. And I really was just sitting back and thinking about how much I've grown in this shorter amount of time. And I, I'm so thankful. Let's just start off there. I'm just so thankful because I remember not too long ago, it was literally just four months ago, I was home in, in Boston, I'm about to say Houston. See how much I've grown? I'm just like, I'm so acclimated with my new life. Well, not my new life. I want to say it's, my point is like, I'm so acclimated with the newness in my life that it doesn't feel new anymore. So I was just so quick to say Houston is my home now. Um, but yeah, it was just four months ago. I was living back at home, home, you know, home, home. Um, in Boston and I was living at home with my parents and I was just feeling in a tense amount of pressure, not from anyone else, but just from my internal self. I just felt like I was not truly growing. I felt stumped. I felt like I was just in a stagnant position and this feeling just literally came out of nowhere, but then again, it came out of somewhere, you know? I'm not entirely surprised because it was really provoked by, um, just like, just by my lack of spiritual growth. Um, my spiritual growth means a lot to me and it really meant a lot to me at that time. Um, I was not being fed the way I wanted to be fed. I was seeking for more spiritual growth and wisdom and uh, guidance uh, through YouTube. <laughs> I found many amazing pastors on YouTube that I connected so well with than I did my own original, you know, backing of that. You know, my own original church, my own original spiritual foundation was not feeding me the way I needed to be fed. And, um, I remember having a conversation with some people about that and I just, I wasn't encouraged to move forward from, from that position. I was kind of made to feel guilty, like, oh, you can't leave, 
you know, because you have this leadership position, you can't leave, you, you have this responsibility, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. And I felt bad at that time because, dang, I wish people would understand me. I wish people would hear what I'm saying. And then I realized, I don't give up. <laughs> Let's start right there, okay? Um, no, I, I'm saying that because sometimes when you have your own convictions and when you have a personal relationship with God, you know, not a relationship that is through somebody else, like your relationship with God shouldn't be through your parents or through your siblings or through anybody else. It should just be through Jesus Christ, okay? He is the only way to God. So that's number one and only one. So when you have that established relationship, um, there, there is a conviction that is unshakable. There is a, a feeling that God gives you, a, a, a thought, uh, just a conviction in general that he gives you and it, you can't just sleep it off. Oh, I'll just stop feeling these feelings of stagnant um, when I go to sleep. No, it was imped it was impeding upon my soul. I felt like I had to take action one way or another. And so even though I was not getting support from some people about my desire to leave my home church and to seek for some for some spiritual uh uh, just some spiritual founding and awakening that I needed. I, I still, I still wanted to go forth. I still wanted to, to do what I felt I needed to do, despite whether or not I get the support I wanted from some people. So although that was hard, I say that to say, sometimes when we have convictions, sometimes when we feel like we need to um, kind of act on our convictions and some people don't agree with it, do it anyway. And it's not to be a rebel. It's not to be, you know, this contrarian. It's to just be someone who walks by faith, you know, someone who is led by God, someone who is not allowing other people's opinions or biases to lead you. Because whether people want to admit it or not, a lot of people have their own expectations for you. And when you kind of step out of line, it's like, oh, <laughs> who told you to move? <laughs> who told you to have your own dreams? Who told you to, you know, kind of go off course? What are you doing? You were supposed to do this by this age. You were supposed to do that and this and that. And so when you don't do what people expect or really want from you, whether they do it directly or indirectly, you sometimes disappoint what well, you do. You disappoint those who been living through you. And for a long time, I've been trying to please others. Who? Let's... <laughs> Y'all gotta sit down for this because I'm sitting down. I feel like I gotta stand up and sit back down because that's a word. For a long time, I, I was trying to please other people. I was trying to make sure, you know, oh, is so-and-so comfortable with this? You know, am I being respectful? <laughs> am I being this good Christian girl? 
<laughs> Am I going to church every Sunday? Huh? Am I praising God out loud so you'll see me praise God? So you could say, oh, I saw mama at church today. She's a good Christian girl. F that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Stop swearing. But no, I say that because I needed, well, God needed to show me that my validation is not needed from other people. Like, I should only seek and desire to be validated by God. God should be the one I'm looking for, um, looking for validation from. And so that was honestly, when I think back of the past few months, I, I recognize the growth in me emotionally, mentally. I feel like an adult, damn it! <laughs> I feel like an adult. I feel like an adult. And it's not just about, oh, living on my own adult. Cause that's that type of adult. Like, oh, I'm adult adult. Like, whoa. <laughs> I bet you got on. <laughs> like, I got my own bills. <laughs> I gotta pay this. Okay, every month? Oh, okay, okay. So like there's every month I have to pay rent for. <laughs> I remember, yo, side note. I remember uh, during the holidays, I mean, you know, I'm on Twitter because I love reading people's tweets. My timeline be popping. I'll just be cracking up. If I want to pick me up, I just look through my Twitter feed, okay? I'm laughing every time. And so one of the tweets that I saw was like, Christmas gift. I'm giving my gift of paying. <laughs> no, what was it? I don't want to ruin it. I want to ruin it. The gift was, I'm gifting myself to live here another month, to pay rent for another month. <laughs> like, yes. Like when you start paying your own rent, paying your own bills, paying for your own housing, it's like, wow, I'm really putting this this um roof over my head like I really have my own shelter <laughs> anyways you know all glory to God at the end of the day sometimes I think and I'm like wow I'm really here you know and I'm really and I, I feel like you know maybe some people won't see the the magnitude of what I'm saying or uh what I'm describing but it's a big deal for me like I remember being younger and thinking to myself, oh, I want to, can't wait till I grow up and have my own place and like be this independent girl, this and that. Like being independent has always been a desire for me. Like that has always been something that I found so attractive to be able to afford my own lifestyle, to be able to live and sustain myself. That has always, you know how some little girls will, you know, think about, you know, their marriage, their their wedding day, and finding the right man, the, the, the right one, all this stuff. Um, I remember watching Friends, that TV show Friends, and seeing all these young adults living on their own. And, you know, they some of them were roommates, um, but they lived pretty near each other, and they were living on their own. They were, you know, being adults. And I was just watching that show so... Like, I was so inspired. Like, wow, look at these men and women. Look at them. Like, they're doing it. Like, oh. And I would say to myself, I can't wait till I get there. You know? I can't wait till I get my own party. I can't wait to get, you know? And I'm like, wow, I'm there. You know? And there's more growing that I will do. There's more progress that I will make. But I think it's important. Now I think it is important for 
us and for myself especially to recognize the victories and to sit in them you know sometimes I won't give myself the kudos that I deserve and it's not to be it's not to be like braggadocious it's not to be this pompous girl Ooh, look at me no it's just to say wow you know what I did, I did reach this milestone, you know, I, I did make it, I did do what I said I wanted to do, and this is my time to reflect and be proud of myself, and to just look back on how much God has kept me, you know, because at the end of the day, I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for God's grace, period, all right, let that sit, let that marinate, um, I really want it, because um, he provided me with opportunities with the peace with he just kept me y'all every time I just think back I'm like wow God just kept me continue to keep me like my prayers just be short and to the point Lord keep me keep me okay because sometimes when I think I, I got it or I'm overwhelmed like just you know just a few episodes ago I was talking about my finances and feeling super overwhelmed about that yet I'm still able to pay all my bills, y'all. I'm still able to, you know, have groceries and gas and pay my car note and have my rent covered and and I'm not selling my soul. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the last episode. All right? <laughs> How I could have had a sugar daddy, but God said no. <laughs> God said no. Okay, it's a no. God said it. And that's fine. <laughs> that's that's okay that's all right god that's that's look <laughs> that's all right anyways um but yeah like i am so thankful for my growth um recognizing myself more has an adult i have my own thoughts i have my own convictions i do what i want i say what i want not you know i'm not reckless but like I am not apologetic for who I am anymore, you know? I'm not looking for your attention, your validation, and this is a freeing, a very liberating feeling. So yeah, I just wanna give y'all a little update. Um, so, <laughs> let's talk about touch upon what I said on the last episode literally the last episode that I uh that I just did so the episode right before this um just to give y'all a brief recap I you know kind of touched upon you know I did a little more than touched upon nigga I went in on how um you know I, I, I could have had a sugar daddy but I felt super convicted about the whole situation and I mean, I don't know if it was going to be a sugar daddy situation, um, but I'm sure, like, it had potential. Let's just say that. It had potential. And I just felt like God was telling me, stop, <laughs> okay? Just stop and let it go. So since then, you know, I've said I was going, I was going to block him, and I did, and he still is blocked, and I feel fine about it. It's fine. It's cool. Um... But then I got to thinking about how I needed to block other niggas in my life. <laughs> block. Block them all. All right. Sometimes I think about like, why am I still holding on to some people who clearly are not for me? 
you know, yet I do it because it's uh, familiar, you know, I do it because it's comfortable, so, you know, I, I went home for the holidays, for those who know me and those who follow me on social media, I went back home for the holidays, and back home, I got a little, I got a little something back home, okay, this man who I've been kind of seeing on and off for the past three years, I want to say, I just want to say this. I am not bringing anyone into 2019. And I stopped right before the new year because we literally hung out New Year's Eve Eve. Okay. And so I just feel like new, new year, new nigga. You know, new year, new, 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 new place that I, that I moved to, new car that I have, new job that, praise God for my job. I love, like when I tell y'all, whoo, I, when I, yeah, <laughs> I don't think you guys understand how much I hated my previous job. Like I would wake up every morning and I would just say to myself, okay. Just one more day until Friday. Two more days until Friday. Okay, five more hours until I until I clock out and it's the weekend. Oh my gosh, I gotta go back Monday so quick. Like I hated it, you know? And I talked about it before. I don't wanna keep on talking about it because you know it's done and done. But then I've had like flashbacks, you know. I've been having like flashbacks about my time there and even though it was just for what was it 11 weeks that I counted 11 weeks or 12 weeks long enough nigga it was long enough but God worked okay God worked he kept me he did not uh like he <sighs> I sometimes I do wish I was impulsive you know, sometimes I do wish I was impulsive with my emotions and I wasn't as reserved as I am you know, until you kind of get me there. Like, I am not quick to yell. I'm not quick to get mad and give you attitude. It takes a while, okay? And I was reaching my tipping point, but there were some moments when I could have expressed anger. You know, I could express my attitude. And then I could have been like, F this, like really really okay there were some condescending moments I experienced there some moments I felt like I, I just not some moments actually every moment I was there I felt like there was attack against me and who I was you know and who I am you know I felt like I just felt so uncomfortable and I felt belittled in so many ways I remember doing like an assignment that was given to me to do for you know it was like a seating chart and I'm like oh, I'll, I'll do the seating chart and I did the seating chart and uh my boss mind you it's a really really small school so it's like this bitch is behind me every second like hello good morning I said good morning already why are you still saying it again like that's another thing if I said good morning to you you don't have to say it again the next time you see me in that morning. Like, we've already said good morning. <laughs> good morning. Like, I can't stand that. And I'm I'm a approachable person. I'm friendly. I'm easygoing. Um, what else? Like, I could talk whenever. I'm not, you know, some people are just like not a morning person. I'm a morning, noon, night. I'm a person. Like, I like to talk. 
but don't be annoying. Okay. As soon as I come in, we don't have to have a full on conversation. It's good morning. Let me settle down. <laughs> okay. Let me settle down. Let me settle down and put my stuff away. Let me wipe the cross out of my eyes because sometimes it be building right back up. Don't you? Like, I don't know if that's just me. Sometimes, like, when I wake up, I will wash my face, of course, brush my teeth, all that stuff, and realize when I get to my job, there's still crust in my eye. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? This is so gross. I mean, it's not, like, big, but it's big enough for me, you know? So, like, anyways, anyways, anyways. Good morning, you know? Stop. So, I just felt like, <clears throat> what was I talking about? Oh, okay. So, I was doing, like, a seating chart. And she, um, she like, complimented it, said, said it was, like, okay, it was good. Thank you for doing that, blah, blah, blah. I want to say, like, 30, maybe an hour later, I look back at the seating chart. Mind you, it was like an online document where you could actively change it, you know? And she changed it. And it's those slick that people do, not just people that white people do. And I'm calling it out. That's a race thing. Yes, it is. Because it makes me feel as if you were too, what was it? Uh, intimidated to come to me face to face when I did it and showed you in person. Um, you were too intimidated to tell me, hey, how about we move so-and-so here? Actually, let's just move this whole thing around, blah, blah, blah. She literally changed everything I did. And so it's like, that's not even the issue. Like if you feel like it's best to move it to a different location, the seating chart to a different arrangement, cool but my thing is why didn't you just do it when I did it in front of you why didn't you show your objections there you know like why are you doing it behind the back of me and not letting me know your your concerns with how I arranged it you know like it's that petty sneaky stuff that some white people will do and it just shows their racism okay Y'all racist. Yep, just for changing my my uh, seating chart. That's it. That's it right there. Um, I I don't like that. You know. So there were like minor moments like that, and I don't know. Honestly, I could go down a rabbit hole about this, but I'm just so grateful that it's done. Um, I'm still. I'm also grateful that God gave me the courage to speak up to her and let her know, hey. I didn't appreciate the way you went about certain things. You know, this and that could have been done, could have been handled differently. And I wouldn't have to waste my time here. Okay. Um, and I remember speaking up for myself and having that conversation with her in her office. And she looked at me like, as I was getting, you know how you get to the point of the real reason why you're talking to somebody? You know how you start off, like with me, I will start off with like a compliment. Like, you know, I really, I really appreciated you for, um, you know, taking care of my, my stay, my hotel stay for really assisting me in getting here. Um, I appreciate that. Um, and then boom, let me hit them. (laughs) Let me hit you with this bomb B. Okay. I didn't appreciate you telling me one thing and then when I get here, you want to act brand new. And then when I do what I thought I was supposed to do, you looking at me like I'm crazy. I didn't like that. 
okay? And so, you know, I said it in those in those words, um, you know, you know, in those words <laughs> for the most part. And she looked at me like has has when I like when I got to that point of speaking my my mind and my feelings, she gave me this look as if like, "Huh?" Like, how dare you kind of talk to me that way? But she didn't say that. She said, you know, I apologize. Um, I understand what you're saying. And I, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, this PC, sh- whatever. But um, I'm glad that I did that. You know, I'm glad to say that I left there without being uh, a doormat, at least. Like, I feel like there was some other moments when I could have uh, spoken up a little bit more and maybe that's just me being hard on myself I did speak up uh speak up more than once I remember just another situation where I uh spoke to her to clarify her action to see what did you mean by that when you said this or when you did that because I was a little confused you know how and I would hit white people the same way they try to hit us like I would I would speak in that same tone give you a, a poker ass face and be like, um, I just need some clarification on when you said this. And so uh, could you please uh, let me know what you meant? Because I'm a little confused. You know, sometimes they be talking as if they don't know what they're saying, but they really do. They, they just want you to kind of go out and say, anyways, it's over. It's done. And I'm thankful and I'm grateful. And those are the longest 11 weeks of my damn life. Okay, but I am so grateful for my job now, y'all. I love it. I love it. Even the moments when I don't, not don't love, but in moments when I'm irritated with, you know, a student or just the way the class may be going for that for that period in time. I'm still grateful. I'm still grateful because I think back to my previous job and I'm just like, wow, I'm here. Ah, praise God, praise God. Yes. Okay, so that's done. Um I wanted to say something else. What was I gonna say? Okay, so in my previous episode, I talked about relationships <clears throat> and just like my my uncertainty with whether or not it's for me. I realized I was speaking out of fear. Um, and, you know, you know, sometimes when you reflect on your actions and on yourself, you recognize who you are and how you've been acting and what is motivating this action of yours. And I realized I've just been afraid of commitment, which is why I put myself in situations with men that are short term, that are situationals and I I want to stop being afraid I want to stop being afraid I want to continue being bold you know I've been bold by moving out here on my own by doing this this move was such a transition for me the first few months and I did not expect for me to finally be adjusted to be happy with my decision until I realized, wow, I really am happy with my decision. I really did do good. I really did um, do a good thing. I'm really am proud of myself. Um, until I really sat back and thought to myself, because the first few weeks here, I was still depressed. You know, I hated my job. 
I felt super lonely. I didn't see enough black people. I was like, where the niggas at? Like, what's, what's up? Where, where are they? And now I see them everywhere and I'm so in love. I'm so in love with every black person I meet, men and women. Hello, I love you. Like, I'm just so happy now, you know? But yeah, I wasn't feeling this way initially and I did not realize that that feeling was going to be temporary. I felt like, man, how how long am I going to feel this way? Do I need to move back? Do I need to cut my leash short? Like, I was really feeling down and out. So, um, but yet I made this bold decision to move and to do it and to stick through it. And I'm so glad I stuck through it. And I just want to encourage anyone who may be deciding upon uh, an act that may be scary initially, but I encourage you to push through. I encourage you to go forward with whatever idea you may have. You know, I know it might be scary. I know it might be new, but just think about how it will be on the other side. Just think about, you know, how you could just see a transformation in yourself and be proud of yourself for pushing through despite odds, despite the discomfort of it all. I'm so proud of myself. I'm so proud of myself. So, you know, thank God. Thank God. Um, but anyways, I say that because I was being bold in my, like in my, um, like in my life life, but I was not being bold in my love life. And I want to, it's even scary for me to say it, but I do want a genuine intimate relationship with people people okay i want to make true friends and i want to have a true romantic relationship i really want to put uh my emotions into it and really be committed into it and i'm not saying tomorrow i'm not saying right now because the bitch is still scared okay um but i'm saying that i'm going to make conscious steps moving forward when I interact with people, I'm going to be more intentional with my conversations, with my actions, and just kind of go for it. Um, I realized that my past situations with men, with dating in general, I have subconsciously allowed for it to be a situational thing. I've subconsciously allowed for it to be a temporary thing. And that has not allowed for me to grow emotionally and personally with people. And I don't want to live like that anymore. You know, I understand why I was doing that. You know, I've been hurt. And the way I heard is like, I don't ever want to feel pain again. Like, it's that serious. Like, I'm so dramatic. But I really don't. Like, that shit hurts. Like, I hate crying over people. I hate being, uh, I, I hate feeling slighted. I hate feeling dismissed. I hate feeling ignored. I hate when niggas don't respond to my, t I was literally talking about this guy who I just met. And we hung out one time and that was it. Like he fell off the face. Like he literally fell off the face of the earth, which is fine. I really wasn't that into him like that. Like it's not that serious, but it's just like stuff like that. Really? Like if I was really into him, that would have really hurt me. Just small actions like that. 
see how crazy not I don't know about that's crazy of me but that's how sensitive I can be you know because I've opened my heart to you I've opened to the possibility of us actually being a thing and for you to disappear on me I'm going to go crazy I'm gonna go crazy so don't do it don't do it okay but that's little that's how I think that's how I operate it so to protect me from that mindset, I just deliberately close my heart from feeling so hard for somebody. I close my heart from being open to the possibility of feeling hard for somebody. So I'm just going to keep things cute, <laughs> you know, <laughs> good morning, okay, and then keep it pushing. But I would like to experience more than that, you know, sometimes sometimes I get old, you know, talk to somebody and then y'all disappear. Like, where did you go? Where did you go? <laughs> it is funny now. Cause it's like, you know, it is what it is. I'm not, you know, hurt about by it like that at least, but it's just eventually I would like more. <laughs> I would like to be courted. You know, I would like to go out and you know go out around town with you like can we go out the house <laughs> ah, that's number one but i would and i know it's scary <sighs> i know it's scary for me I, I get scared thinking about it honestly but i don't want to allow my fear to stop me from experiencing love i don't like I don't want to grow old and be alone and just have these niggas come in, come in and out every two weeks. Like, I want more. I want more. <laughs> Give me more. Give me more of that. You know. Um, so yeah, I'm, I want to make more of a conscious effort and just some more. Uh, I just want to be more intentional, okay? And I just want to be open to different possibilities for people and. You know, whatever goes, goes, and yeah. <laughs> so when I talk like that, it's like I got something to say, but I'll save it for another time. Anyways, I just want to be more open and more personable and more uh, receiving of love of any kind. And that's what, I, that's, that's what I'm going to do, okay? I don't want to live in fear anymore. I know I could do a... a a bold step you know i did it i moved here i'm here wow i'm still standing so i'm gonna go for uh possibilities of love and experience what it is that is love and go from there i don't want to allow my fear to get the best of me so Praise be to God, you know, as the Bible says, fear is not from God. He did not give us that, that spirit. He gave us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Like, think about that. God really gave us uh, the power to, to be loving folks. He created us to love. Um, he created us to be bold and and just and just powerful in all that we do. And if we allow our fear to kind of take fold, then we're not experiencing what God has for us, okay? So I just want you guys to reflect on that verse. Um, it's 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. 
For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Um, there's like different versions of that. Some some Bibles say bold and not self-discipline, but it's along those same lines. But either way, he did not give us the power. He did not give us a spirit of, of fear. That's not from God. So when you recognize fear in your life, I want you to walk towards it. I want you to look at it in its eye and realize, wow, this is just a figment of my imagination. Wow, this is what I'm really missing out on because of my fears, because of what I've been experienced uh, to from the past. I don't want the past to stop me from experiencing the good in my future because I'm too afraid. You know, like, ain't nobody got time for that, okay? Ain't nobody got time for that. I want to give my two cents. Let's just uh, turn it to another topic. Um, Speaking of love, I want to give my two cents on Pastor John Gray. <sighs> Let's just... I need some water, okay? He needs some water, thirsty. Um, look, I am not trying to condemn anyone, and I don't plan to condemn him with, with what I'm going to say. Um, I do recognize that we are all human, and whether, you know, the our neighbor is a, a man of God, you know, a man of the cloth, however you describe that, at the end of the day, we are still flawed. We are still sinners. And so that right there is 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 what it is. Um, but I just don't appreciate being a Christian woman and people using the excuse constantly of the devil made me do it. And, you know, I, I got the spirit of... Whatever it is, the devil made me do it. I never healed from whatever it was. And it's like, you know, on one, at one end, I could have sympathy for people. And I do. I still have compassion. And that's great. But um, I'm just tired of people using the cloak of Christianity to still do bad. You know, I remember seeing a meme saying, Oh, dating dating a Christian girl is fun. You cheat on her. We uh we blame God. We blame the devil, and we continue being together. Huh? I'm so tired of that because I just don't feel like that same energy would be done if the woman cheated. If the woman stepped out, especially if she got pregnant by somebody else, like. Because that's frowned upon, right? You know, women are not supposed to be impure or um, whatever the case is. So when a man does it, it's like, oh, well, he's a man and let's just have sympathy and just guide him through it. And anyways, let me give you some context in case you don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, this is a pastor named Pastor John Gray, who um, he is a well-known pastor. He has a reality show um, called The Book of John, right, um, on OWN TV. And he is a pastor who was under the leadership of Joel Austin. Austin? How do you say his last name? Um, anyways, his church is in Lakewood. Um, Joel Austin's church in Lakewood. Um, 
what what am i saying his church is named lakewood church and it's in houston actually where i'm at <laughs> and pastor john gray was under his leadership for uh, a number of years until he moved to i think it's north carolina or south carolina one of the carolinas and started his own church called relentless and the first two sermons like the beginning of opening that church he revealed in his sermon that he actually stepped out on his wife. And I mean, he didn't give too much detail. He just kind of said in a few words that he entertained someone else. So whether that means uh, like he he has sex with someone else, period, period. That's what it was. You know, that's too detailed for the church, but that's what it was. OK, and niggas cheat all the time. People cheat all the time. I'm not here to condemn him. But what I am condemning is um i mean so it still is wrong don't get me wrong like <laughs> cheating is still not cool especially if you're married so that's that's still bad shame 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 um but what i'm really focused on is how it was handled um during the sermon when that was revealed he ushered his like he motioned his wife to come up to the to the altar and stand by him and there was a point when she took the mic and said she, you know, had to pray that pray for that strange woman. She had to, what was it? Pray for that strange woman. She had to see that her husband was uh, still the 16-year-old insecure boy, you know, from the past that the strange woman spoke to, and that's what enticed him. And uh, her husband didn't grow up with a father. Never mind a father who was faithful to his to his wife. Uh, I don't give a damn. That's number one. That's number one, two, three, and four. I don't care. Okay, first of all, we need to start allowing men to take accountability for their actions. You know, I do understand because it was just two episodes ago I talked about how the enemy could use us too, just like how God could use us because we are just vessels, y'all. We are just walking souls who happen to be in a human body. <laughs> Let that sit. Okay, I got a word. We are just literally vessels, okay? But we're souls that's being walked through a human body, okay? So that's number one, all right? So the enemy could try to put some of his agents from darkness into our vessel, into our physical body, okay? So we could act out um, on the devil's accord. That's, I believe that that's, that's biblical. That's sound. That is the word. Okay. That's number one. Um, but I just want us to be clear that in spite of that, we could still say, you know what? I still messed up. <laughs> I'm not just going to say it was a devil and that's it. I still, uh, acted upon free will, I still made this poor decision and I'm not going to blame it on the 16 year old self that was insecure, that never got any, you know, punani. Um, I'm not going to blame that person. Instead, I'm just going to recognize that I made a mistake and I'm here to fess up to it in front of my congregation and ask for your forgiveness. I'm here to also step down for a little because you know what the Bible says when you kind of shamed um, the church and you are of a leadership position, you, 
do have to step down. You do have to kind of repent and sit back for a little bit and then you'll get back out there. Um, but that wasn't done. And it's, you know, I appreciate him, you know, kind of getting, getting in charge of it. But I also feel like that's a way for him to manipulate the situation and to take the victim role of saying, I never grew up with the father. <sighs> you know, I was still an insecure 16 year old. Nigga, you are 38. Let it go. Okay, I'm sorry. And that's not to be insensitive. It's really not. It's just to let you know that that's not enough. Say you're sorry. That's all you need to say. Like, you don't have to say anything extra. Keep that extra stuff between your marital uh, therapist. Um, but I just feel like that's just unfair. And the way that, the, the way that his wife, Aventer, kind of handled it made it seem like, her husband was blameless and it was this strange, and I quote, she said, this strange woman, you know, she just made it, she just blamed someone who's outside of their marriage. At the end of the day, that woman holds no loyalty to you. It, yeah, you could judge her for, you know, seeking a married man and, you know, being with him in an intimate manner, but you shared your vows, you said your vows to John Gray, so he is the one that you should hold accountable to, not this strange woman, who cares, anybody beating someone else up, anyways, the tabloids, well, Twitter, that's my tabloid version, and the shade room, but I don't think I heard it from the shade room about this, uh, this new piece of it, I heard that he got her pregnant, and I don't know if she's carried or if I don't know if she's carrying the baby or if she got an abortion or a miscarriage, but who knows? That could just be hearsay. My point is still my point. Stop blaming the devil. Um, I understand the devil could still uh, use you because we are all vessels, right? We're just walking souls. But I still think it's more commendable to take accountability and recognize, hey, you know what? I messed up, period. I ain't got to say anything else. I don't have to say, oh, it was because of this and it's because I'm a leader and I don't know who to cry to when I fall. Like, shut up, shut up, talk to your wife. That's why you marry, you know, that's why you marry. Like, stop it. Like, who marries someone that you can't talk to? <laughs> what? Anyways, I'm not married, so maybe this will be totally different if I was married. And maybe, maybe, but still, take accountability and recognize your own wrongs and your own errors. And, you know, we can move on from there. I'm not judging him from cheating. I'm not. We all fall short. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um,. I do judge the fact that he was not really taking accountability in that moment. I heard more excuses than I heard accountability. So that's the only thing I don't like. But yeah, anyways, I just wanted to share that because that really annoyed me throughout the past uh, couple of days or couple of weeks, actually, when that story came out again and when it resurfaced. Anyways, um, I just wanted to share with y'all a little update on my life i'm so thankful to to just be here in the new year my birthday is coming up i am a february 5th baby okay i will be 28 Woo! praise god oh i'm so grateful i'm so grateful because this time last year i was sick i was not in my best shape 
mentally, physically, emotionally. I was uh, just sick and I was sickly looking and I did not know what made me sick. I did not know why I lost so much weight. I did not know why my breast size suddenly went down. But whew, right now, your girl is a double something, okay? But my point is, I'm just grateful for God keeping me. Because I remember just this time last year and much earlier that I, I, I was feeling so depressed and I don't want to say I was suicidal, but I was I was depressed, okay? So I did not want to get up. I did not want to leave my room. I did not want to be upbeat and happy. And I felt like I had to be because I was still in, in my parents' home, you know? I couldn't just disappear. I still had to show my face, you know? So I'm grateful that I still was in their home because who knows what would have happened had I been out here already living alone and depressed like that. So I'm grateful that I'm no longer sick. I'm grateful that God healed me um, and that's over and done with. Like I'm comfortable in my body. I'm comfortable in my skin. I'm comfortable in my mind and who I am. Like. I'm so, oh, anyways, gratitude is so liberating and I hope you all could feel gratitude about wherever you are right now in your life journey, you know, whether you are where you want it to be or not, I want you to, to just take a moment and be thankful, you know, God has kept you, you are here listening to me, thank you, um, but Think about it for a moment and let that gratitude just sit. Let it marinate within you. And then you'll just have no reason to complain or no reason to be, you know, upset about anything. Because, wow, God really brought you through whatever it was that you was going through. And God really brought me through my sickness. God brought me through my feeling of uh, feeling stagnant and um, just just kind of like searching for more. And now I'm in a position where I have what I what I pray for. And for that, I am grateful. So let's go ahead and end right here in prayer. Father God, we thank you for growth. We thank you for the power that you have given us, uh, the spirit of power, sound mind, and boldness, Father God. Lord, continue to Open our eyes, open our hearts to see what you want us to see, Lord. I pray that we continue to hear your voice and follow you in the path that you have for us, Father God. I decree and declare goodness over our lives, Father God. I pray that everyone who is listening to me right now, I pray that they find you in, in all that they do. I pray that they are led by you. I pray that they are recognizing their worth and their purpose here on earth, Father God. Lord, we open our hearts to you. We receive you and we invite you into our life in every, in every aspect of our life. In your mighty name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. Please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and follow and comment on SoundCloud. God